Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 4, Hashtag Picks or It Didn't Happen. And Kelsey, do you have the episode summary pulled up so we can read it? I do. I prepared this time, you guys. I'm so you proud do. of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hashtag Picks or It Didn't Happen. Maya meets Saad, who shares a mutual interest in the dark side. Frankie feels that Jonah is hiding something. And, and That's no, <laughs> no mention of the Rasha plot. Of the play? <laughs> okay. Surprising. Um, I guess. Sure. Um, the episode is called Picks or It Didn't Happen, which I think is obviously referencing the photo shoot that inev- that happens at the end of, toward the end of this episode with Maya and Saad and looking through his camera all that stuff. Well, we're going to get to it. We're, we're going to get, get to we're gonna it. We're going to get to it. I'm going to give my honest-to-God professional-ass opinion. <laughs> um, but the episode starts with Maya singing. I think we later learn that this she's, like, rehearsing her audition song for SoCal Arts. Yes. Um, and she's getting texts from... Miles about Tristan saying like no news is good news and she we learned that she has a college interview the next day and her mom is like if you get in then I can just visit you and your sister in California woohoo and I'm like oh yeah Katie (laughs) I forgot she was in California (laughs) I also forgot she was in California also I paused the episode when this happened to write this down and I had to sit and think for literally four minutes to remember Katie's name. I was like, Sarah, <laughs> Emily, uh, Corinne. It's something bland. Do you remember where she supposedly goes to college? Stanford? Because I feel like they always go to Stanford. I think that's right. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Berkeley or Stanford, but I feel like it was somewhere in the Bay Area. <laughs> but probably Stanford? Or I can't it, remember. Was it, was it Jane who wanted to go to Stanford? Oh, God. And Katie wanted to go to Berkeley. Did they both go to Stanford? I don't know. I'm also, I'm like, I don't know. How many Canadian people actually go to school in the U.S.? I, I, I'm i genuinely asking. Like, I have no idea. I don't either. <coughs> also, they always go, for the most part, they always go to California for things. Although, Or maybe New York. Maybe or Yale. Like College Day. That's and true. And Declan. I stand corrected. I but I feel like like most of the characters are like, and I'm going to California. They go to the coasts. <laughs> no one's like, I'm going to Alabama, <laughs> which is a very good school. Alabama? I don't know. I don't think I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know anything about colleges. I went to art school. It's true. I didn't go to a real school. It's technically accredited. That's what I can say about it. <laughs> But also, I'm like, I don't think it works the other way around. Like, I don't think a lot of people in America, like, are like, yeah, let's go to Canada. Although I did have someone, a friend in high school who did go to school in Canada, and he left, like, after Thanksgiving because he couldn't handle, like, 
being away from home for that long. It was ridiculous because the whole like year beforehand, he was just like talking up the fact that he was going to Canada on like a lacrosse scholarship. And then he like left immediately. It was kind of hilarious. I kind of wish that I decided to go to college abroad. I feel like it's a lot easier to end up living somewhere else. If exactly. You go to college there. Yeah. I kind of wish I had like tried to commit to that. Although it would have been really expensive. Yeah. I studied abroad for a summer, but that's about as close as I got. But anyway, um, but so yeah, her mom is like talking to her about college and then she's like, all right, go to bed. And Maya starts Googling on her phone, the bus crash news footage. And then she kind of goes on like, like a YouTube wormhole of disaster videos that gets very dark. And the editing was, I thought the editing was pretty interesting in this scene where she's just like hopping from video to video to video. And then all of a sudden her mom walks in and she's like, all right, ready to go to school. Or her mom walks in and Maya's like, okay, okay, I'm putting my phone away because she thinks it's still like nighttime. And then her mom's like, all right, let's get ready to go to school. And it turns out she stayed up all night. And I thought the editing was very interesting. I liked how it was edited. I liked how <laughs> we it were was with her the whole well. time. Yeah, no, I, I, it felt very well done to me as well also when it, it so the last video that she watches that we see her click on is a like teen girl found hanged or something yeah and i just i was like oh man she she just like i feel like she still hasn't fully dealt with anything having to do with cam do we know i am assuming she's not still in therapy did she ever go to therapy she did I think she definitely did, I, but I think it took a little while. But I know she did because she's the one who, like, told Miles. finally, yeah. yeah, who told Miles, like, I think that you should be in therapy, essentially. Um, but, yeah, I think that's true. And I think also, like, later we learn, like, she's felt numb since the bus accident. And so I think, like... This is definitely showing, like, she doesn't feel anything, and she's probably trying to watch these videos so she can feel something, but it's just kind of like a spiral, and the more she watches this stuff, the more she's probably going to become desensitized to it, but, yeah, I don't know if she's really fully, I mean, I don't know if you can really fully, like, no one can get over the things that she has been through, but I don't know if she's really learned how to healthily cope with all of her trauma yet which is fair but it's just like I don't know everything is just like building on top of each other and I am worried for her I'm extremely worried for her yeah I mean I think it's also it feels like so much more time has gone by than it has technically in the show Cause yeah because there's been a billion seasons there's been a million been like First yeah. semester, second semester. Exactly. So it feels like ham happened a really long time ago, but it really only happens like what, two years ago? Two years ago, maybe? Maybe like a year and a half. Because it was her freshman year, but I feel like it was probably in like the second half of her freshman year, right? Yeah. So it's probably been like a year and a half. Well, she's a senior like, now. Really? Oh, is she a senior? Yeah, that's why she's doing college things, right? 
Right, right, right. So yeah, like two and a like two and a half years. Probably a little over two years. Right. God, I can't remember anyone's ages. Me neither. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, but still, that's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time. I Especially mean, when you're that young, like, yeah. I don't or, know. I mean, even at all, I don't know. It's like, she has just been through, I don't even know what to say. She's just been through so much. Like, she yeah, because it's like. all of it. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, and she, it's just like, that isn't even the only thing that she's had to, like, confront. Yeah. Like, I think, and it, like, I feel like it took her a while to regularly go to therapy after that happened too so it's just it's just been a very I don't know it's been a very tumultuous two and two years for her and yeah and we're just kind of I feel like we're seeing things just come to a head now where it's just like the bus crash was the final straw I think like after the cam stuff happened she definitely struggled, obviously, and but then I feel like she, like, kind of found a good place for a little while, and she was doing okay, doing okay, doing okay, but then the bus crash just kind of, like, knocked everything, knocked down the house of cards, if you will, and now it's just, like, she's free-falling, and, yeah, I am... I'm worried for Maya. <laughs> I know. It's like, it, it's hard, especially now that we're like so much older than these kids. I just like, I'm like, I would just want to steer you in the right direction. Like a, <laughs> like a cool aunt. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh God. <laughs> we probably are old enough to be their aunts. Yeah. We're definitely old enough to be like, they're very cool aunts. You know. All right. Well, then... The next scene, we are with Jonah and Frankie, and Jonah is, like, teaching Frankie how to drive slash park, and he gets a text message from Grace that he laughs at, and Frankie's like, what, wait, what are you laughing at? And he's like, oh, nothing, just a text from Grace, and she's like, let me see it, and he's like, no, and then she, like, kind of tries to, like, fight the phone, fight him for his phone, and it gets kind of, it gets kind of weird. And he gets weird and defensive. And I was like, I fucking knew there were weird vibes going on with Jonah and, and Grace. Um, I mean, whether they're romantic or not, Frankie is now threatened. <laughs> yep. Also, like, it starts as, like, a playful thing. But you can tell that they're both being extremely serious, but trying to keep it, mm -hmm. like, lighthearted. It's very uncomfortable to watch. It's rough. Do we want to do fashion? Because I just came across my first note, which is I love Rasha's hair. It's good hair, man. She's um, got good hair. My note, my first note is also a hair note, which is Hunter's hair looks better, question mark. I honestly don't mind his long hair. I don't know. Maybe it's just because everyone's hair is long right now because it's 2020 and nobody's getting haircuts. Like men have very long hair at the moment and I'm maybe I'm just used to it now it's true um but I don't know my next note is Lola is wearing a like a very loud printed and colorful dress I think on this same day I don't like it it's very bad um I do like Frankie has uh like this green jacket on at one point that I like and Yale is wearing I think a houndstooth jacket also good 
Grace Grace wears a leather like fringe jacket at one point. Like it was. I was confused because I was like, this doesn't seem like her style. It was so much fringe. But it was also black leather. That seems very like Jenna. Yeah. But I mean, not quite Jenna because it was black leather. I feel like Jenna would have worn like a suede tan fringy jacket. This was a little edgier, but it also seemed like too like forever 21 trendy for Grace at the same time. I don't know. It was Was I was confused by it. Was it like Maya season two outfits? I I don't know how to explain it. It was just like, I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe more Bianca vibes. Okay. But like with fringe, I don't know. It was interesting. I did like Maya's plaid look. She had like a plaid button up with a white turtleneck underneath with jeans. I thought that was a, I really liked that outfit. I wrote the same exact thing. Um, also commented on the like low makeup, almost none. With, yeah, like, and I'm digging her straight hair. Yeah, I'm into it. She looks. Cool she there. looks like she look. Her fashion is much more mature this season. Before it was just like god awful all over the place, and now it's just much. It's much simpler, but I feel like it looks like more expensive. Like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> it looks I, more Zara, less Forever 21. <laughs> agree. Same thing with yeah. Zoe. I feel like all of them, for the most part, are, like, yeah. upping up their fashion game a little. Yeah. Except maybe Lola. <laughs> well, Lola's going to do Lola. Speaking yeah. of Lola, she wears a very, like, white jacket at one point. It's very 80s. I do like that Lola has, like, a weird 80s, like, kitsch vibe to her, though. Yeah. That's all that I have, though. Same. Um, But anyway, Rasha is auditioning for this play musical. It's a musical, right? They keep calling it a and, play. I'm really hoping it's not a musical. But, like, they wanted Maya to write music for it, so. Yeah, but they have Miles writing music for it, so maybe they weren't looking for music at all. Maybe they were just I don't looking know, Grace for a writer. And Jonah are still doing it. I have no idea. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I Rasha's auditioning. Cool. She's auditioning for the lead, and Miles is like laugh snickering the whole time. And I'm like, why are you laughing at her? Is it? I first I was like, are you laughing at like her accent? Or you like don't think that she can be in the play? But I guess it's just because she's auditioning for a male lead, and she's not male. And even so, I'm like, why would you laugh? Like, I don't know. Maybe my brain is still in 2020, but, like, I have no idea. It still feels like a weird thing to laugh It's still rude. It's still rude. It is. No, I knew he was laughing. I I knew he was laughing at her because it's meant to be a boy and she's a girl. Um, For a second, I did think the accent thing, though. I was like, is this a private? No. But I like, like, yeah, why, why couldn't she audition for the male role, you know? Yeah. Remember when, remember Romeo and Jules? Like, come on. It doesn't, like, let's gender bend everything. Who cares? Whatever. Although that, Um, for, for that, that would, that, I mean, would she, because for that, he switched the, the characters entirely to make them 
to make them both men so that they were yeah i was also thinking like would would miles have so rasha is gonna be sorry my brain is all confused would (laughs) he make it a straight couple if he ended up making her the lead yeah i was also thinking about that too because i know it was like intended to be like a gay love story because it's based on his life yeah so i yeah i was thinking i'm like i don't know or would she just play male like i have no idea yeah i mean but i think but i think that's end up but i think spoiler alert she gets she doesn't get cast as the lead but she does get cast as coma boy and i so i think she's still playing a boy yeah right i that's my understanding i think that if they made it a straight couple i'd be sad about it yeah so yeah i don't know um, but anyway, then we are with Frankie, Lola, and Shay, I think. And but Frankie is just kind of talking to them about how she's suspicious of Jonah and Grace and like she thinks that he could maybe be cheating on her. I don't know, whatever. Actually, no, I think first she's like, Do you think boys and girls can be friends? And Shay says yes, and Lola says no. And Lola basically says that she doesn't think boys and girls can be friends unless they're related, gay, or not in each other's league. <laughs> so, Which interesting I, thoughts from Lola. I mean, that just speaks to Lola's personal experience so far, which makes me a little bit sad for her. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, it's like, well, what about you and Miles? He's bi. So, what does that mean? I don't mm, Whatever. I think, well, Miles is also... He's, in a relationship. He's in a relationship. So, and clearly not interested in looking elsewhere. But I, I think her thing is like but if so they is are Jonah. both available... I, I think it's like if they're both available and in each other's leagues, maybe. But Jonah's in a relationship and is friends with Grace. Also, Lola might not know that Miles is bi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Has she known him to date women? I don't know. I always forget how much younger they are. He dated Maya, but when was that? Yeah. (laughs) Was Lola around for that? And publicly hooked up with Zoe. And Zoe. And Esme. So I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I feel like she has... Like, Miles is just known for... I don't know. I feel like she would know. But I don't know. I mean... uh, Yeah. Arguably, what we're discussing now is just the fact that Lola has flawed logic so I mean (laughs) yeah what else is new (laughs) um but anyway Frankie's just Frankie's worried about Jonah and Grace whatever um but then we are with Maya and Grace this is when Grace is wearing her fringe jacket and Maya asks her if she ever thinks about death and Grace is like well I do have a like autoimmune disease so yes I think about it frequently thanks for for reminding me (laughs) and I don't know Maya's definitely bumming out and then she sees Saad taking photos and she's like you can't just take photos of me and then she takes his camera and starts going through his photos and I'm like you can't just do this I mean yes you cannot take photo of some but also that is a nice camera please do not take that man's camera and go through his photos this is the second time she's done this she's just been like i don't know whose camera this is do 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 let me scroll through it or let me 
forcibly take this camera from someone and like go through their phone. I don't know. That's an invasion of privacy. <laughs> but he has photos on his camera from Syria and of like like very graphic images and he's describing them to her and saying like people just kept dying it was horrible and she says people keep dying around me too and it's very dark and they're weirdly bonding over this and it's ominous it's oh man just worried for maya worried for this boy that we don't know very well yet yeah everyone needs a therapist yes <laughs> uh, but then we're with Rasha and I think is she talking to Zoe she like finally fi- finds out that like the lead I think she's talking to Goldie about how she auditioned and then Zoe tells her that the lead was meant to be a boy and then Rasha's like oh gosh that's why Miles was laughing and also this is when we find out there are only three roles in the play which I am confused about. I mean, that's why I think it's a play and not a musical. Yeah. Although, yeah, we have, we went to a play where there are only three actors. It was the one with Jake Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been to a couple, like, I I think there was, yeah, like, certain Arthur Miller plays. It's like five people tops. Yeah, like, most- true. Definitely Arthur Miller. Yeah, I saw a view from, a view from the bridge. And, yeah, I, I think there are only, too. like, five that one was really good. Really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think about that play like with some frequency. And I saw another one with our friend Alicia pretty recently. But, like, yeah, I mean, anytime I see, like, if it's a production and it has, like, less than eight people, I'm like, it's a play. It's not a musical. They can't have a musical with three people. That would be insane. Yeah, that's right? true. But I feel I just found that weird for, like, a high school play. Because you would think they'd want to do something that includes, like, as many people as they can because that's what kind of I feel like that's what high school theater is kind of all about especially at Degrassi yeah so I found it strange that they would put on something with like only three roles well, maybe <laughs> so it's not, I don't like, know the official school play you know maybe because I feel like yeah they're also usually put on by like drama teachers true Although, when have we ever seen a drama teacher on this show? I mean, that's an excellent question. But <laughs> normally in high schools. Before, like, it was just fucking Eli and his vision. Well, that's the thing. It's like, this is like their vision and their way of processing their trauma. So maybe that's like a part of it. Yeah. But anyway, I don't really remember what else happens in this scene. But I think it's just like Rasha realizing, oh, no, that's why Miles was laughing at me. And she also, um, like, she also was like, why didn't he tell me so I could, like, audition for the right part, basically. Right, right. Now she, and she's, like, pissed now at him. Yeah. Something so that then I love about Rasha is how fast she turns from, like, embarrassed to furious, because I get yeah. the same exact <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't dwell too long. <laughs> then we're with Maya and Saad. And Maya's, like, taking him on a creepy tour of, like, all of her tragedies at Degrassi. Yeah. She's like, this is where I was supposed to... She's They're, like, in the front of the school. And she's like, this is where I was supposed to meet my boyfriend. And he never came. And 
he's like, what, what, what happened? And she's like, he killed himself. I didn't, they didn't tell me how. And then they like walk to the buses and she's talking about the bus crash and they go inside one of the buses. And then they start talking about Tristan and like what he looked like when after the crash and she's like talking about how his body was like crumpled and the bus was upside down and then he asks her to like recreate the pose and then he starts taking photos of her and it's just and like this creepy little twinkly tinkly piano music is playing and it's just like giving me like creepy vibes and I don't like it it's it's odd it feels like if it was any other I don't know any other circumstances I don't don't even know what I'm saying it just it feels like it's in terribly bad taste yeah it's the only like there's just there like there's a part of me this entire time that's like if these photos ever got out that like that would make a lot of people really upset not just just Uh because it's like because it's Tristan and it almost feels like not mocking but like there's something very uncomfortable about it and it does feel like overstepping boundaries not quite as much as they overstepped boundaries later true like it feels Um, like yeah it just like escalates from here yeah as we see at the end of the episode it feels so insensitive to Tristan and his family uh-huh a hundred percent and it's all and it's all like revolving around him and his accident and because first it's about his how he was found in the bus and how he was affected by the bus crash and then later it's in the hospital and it's like mirroring his experience there as well it definitely feels like we're crossing some boundaries and it's yeah it's just very uncomfortable it's yeah it, that is the word for it i mean it's it's very much like maya is like i want to say jealous but it feels like the wrong word cuz it, it's like she is so just like deeply in her heart I think it's more like down that she just doesn't want to be there anymore like she would rather be the one in the coma I mean not like she's like oh man he's getting like attention it's more like she's suicidal so and that is like her way of being like I'm suicidal without her actually killing herself or wanting to kill herself like it's it's not quite suicidal it's more like I want to just like disappear yeah, I think it's a combination of her, like, as she says later, like, she has felt numb, and this is kind of a way to, like, pow- to, like, feel something and to, like, kind of shock her system to, like, to feel something, and also, like, survivor's guilt, and also, it's, I think it's just, like, after everything she has gone through, she probably, f- she's, like, how and why am I still here? Why can't I also just tune out? Yeah, and like, yeah, what you said as well. It's just all very troublesome <laughs> and worrying and unhealthy and 
I don't know. It's uncomfortable, as we said. Yeah. But anyway, switching gear. It's like, this is another, like, I feel like we haven't had an episode like this in a while. I mean, maybe, or maybe it has been lately where it's like, there's one, like, very serious (laughs) plot. And then the rest is just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, fluffy, fluffy plots. Totally. Um... So it's like when Bianca transition. and Drew were on a different show for a season. Exactly. Degrassi does this a lot. So meanwhile, in a fluffier plot, uh, Frankie comes up to Hunter and he wants she wants him to hack into Jonah's text messages. And he's like, well, or I think she's like, could you hack into his text messages? And he's like, well, technically, like legally... Or officially, I have to say no, because <laughs> also do I want? Do we ever hear about this court date? Like, did that just did that storyline just completely drop? I have no idea. Sounds like it um, did for the Sounds like He got a slap on the wrist, and now legally he's not allowed to hack into people's phones and shit. I guess so. And but he's like, but if he was ever on our Wi-Fi, I do have his password. Um. And then, like, they're kind of, and she's like, okay, well, can you give it to me? And he's like, I don't know. That seems weird. And Yale is there. And it's like, that is a total breach of trust. Don't do that. What are you doing? And Frankie's like, give it to me. You owe me for not eating you in the womb. And then Hunter's like, dark. I like it. And it and that is what works for giving her the password to Jonah's phone. Apparently, or all Hunter messages needs is for or Frankie to just be, like, a little bit edgy one time. Yeah, and he's like, all right, here you go. And Yell's like, you've never looked at my messages, right? And he's like, no, I totally trust you. And I'm like, do we believe this? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of do. Yeah. I, I, I don't weirdly know. believe that Hunter trusts Yale. That's true. He's the one who is less likely to be trusted in this relationship. After Apparently. After everything that, that they've episode. gone through. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a rough start. Um, but anyway, then we're with Maya at her audition. And I actually really like her audition song. I thought it was very nice. Probably because there isn't like weird bleepy bloopy like beats in the background made from a machine. Co-sign. And she's just playing the piano. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good song. Also, I've I've think that SoCal Arts is a fun like dupe name for a school because it can't just be Cal Arts and I thought yeah. that was kind of fun. It's pretty good. Um, <laughs> and so she sings her song at her like interview audition whatever and the lady who's interviewing her is like so you I think you're a really good writer although it looks like you haven't been writing since April and Maya's like yeah I was in a bus crash and I had broke both of my wrists and I haven't really written since then. And then the lady's like, at SoCal Arts, you'll be expected to write through the writer's block. And I was like, OK, but can I feel like we can still give her a pass like four months later after going through a fucking bus crash that she hasn't written anything yet. I think we're allowed to give her a pass on not like writing through her trauma also we don't have to force her to address that when before she's ready but i don't know also like this just feels so out of line yeah it's definitely overstepping 
Um, but anyway, also like whatever. And yeah, also, so like I, don't, I went I, to a bullshit fancy art school. And when you go through a trauma, they don't. They're like, okay, take 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 a couple weeks, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Take some I don't time. know. It's you know, it's college. It's not that hard to take two full weeks <laughs> off because each class is only one day per week. It's not like high school taking two weeks off. <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember anything. I feel like that's kind of what was covered in her interview, though. That's pretty She's much like, it. Oh no, I, I won't. That won't be a problem. Um. But then we are with Joe. Oh, no, with Frankie. Right? Frankie is going through Jonah's shit. <laughs> okay, so Frankie is waiting to take her her, uh, her driver's driving test. test, which is the thing that is happening. And she has her driver's test in like two minutes. And she texts Jonah and she's like, I- I'm about to take my driver's test. Wish me luck. And she sees the little typey typey bubbles and then they go away. Which, like, how hard is it to just text good luck? Exclamation point. Like, get the fuck yeah. over yourself, Jonah. Come on, Jonah. And then she hacks into his face range account like one and a half minutes before the driver's instructor <laughs> gets in. I'm like, why are you trying to hurt your own feelings right before you have to take a test? Yeah. Which, FYI, don't ever do this. You just hurt your own feelings. No, don't do this. And then she sees that he and Grace talked about how, like, she was immature or whatever. I think Grace says something like, is she your girlfriend or a puppy? And then Jonah's like, she's just immature. Or, like, it's something like that. And Frankie's like, oh, no. And then the guy comes in to do the driver's test. And then she accidentally, like, goes in reverse instead of forward and almost it's a car and she's like can I start over and then like the scene cuts and it's like oh no she messed up her driving test it's like Ugh, you shouldn't have done this before your test I don't understand the logic I mean here. she shouldn't have done it at all but like definitely wait at until all. after yeah don't drive um, angry no also, why, like, stress yourself out even more before a test that you're pro- you're already stressed out about? But I don't know. Um, but then we're with Miles. Or Miles and Rasha, and Rasha is confronting him. And she's like, I didn't know that this, like, this part was meant to be, like, a boy. Like, it was meant to be you. And he's like, I prefer a man. I'm like, you're not a man, Miles. You're a boy. <laughs> You are a boy. Um, And she's pissed that he didn't tell her about the part and about the mix-up. And he's like, and she's like, I don't want to be treated any differently than anybody. And, like, I'm pissed off at you. And he's like, all right, well, we're having auditions for the girl role today. Why don't you come? And she's like, this afternoon, like, how am I supposed to learn lines by then? And he's like, you didn't want to be treated any differently. Show up today. And it's like, okay. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> um, but then we're in the bathroom with Lola and Frankie. And Frankie's telling Lola about how she, like, went into the text messages and how he called her immature. And he's, she's like, what does that mean? I don't know. And Lola's like, you know what it means when they say immature. And then she, like, pulls out a condom. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not what that means, Lola. One hundred percent. I don't think not what that means. virgin equals immature. Like I don't 
I don't think that was anywhere near what was going on, but okay. Lola, um, ha- like, Lola ha- needs to have a conversation with with an older woman who can explain to her things because I feel like Lola has like very confusing ideas about relationships between men and women that are going to yeah. lead to not great choices in the future. Like she she lucked totally. out with Tiny, but based on advice that she has given Frankie. I mean, and I think Zig. she's also like so fueled by the drama. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it's show it's showing like her maturity level. Yeah. And also just her like how naive she still is about all of these things, which is fair. She's in high school, like obviously she doesn't know everything, but it's just yeah, I just I'm like I need someone to like just sit down and talk to her <laughs> before she like goes to college or something. Yes. That's my fear. Like high school fine, whatever, do what you want. But someone needs to have a conversation with her before. I just like, I, sometimes I'll just like look and be like, oh no, you, you're going to have very toxic relationships with men who aren't nice. Yeah. Yeah. She has weird expectations. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to be what, like, I mean, she also, but she loves to play a game. She loves a manipulation thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm worried for Lola's future, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we're with Maya. With her cool plaid turtleneck look. And then we see that Saad has sent her the photos from the bus. And she is very interested and very intrigued. And it appears that she's enjoying the creepy photos very much. And Kelsey, as someone who works on photos for your job, this is what you do. What do you think of these bus photos? (laughs) They're not great, Holland. I would argue that, <laughs> listen, Saad has been through some shit. I think Saad has potential. I think he could, because high school photography is bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is. I thought I was the shit. Everyone told me I was the shit. I look back on, like, work from high school, and I'm like, I want to, like, cut my eyes out. Like, it's, <laughs> it's bad. Like, that's just how it goes. But. I mean, the good news is, though, if, like, your work is amazing in high school, it's going to be actually good when you're older. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's just not great for you. It's just not great, man. The He's angle, basically just the, like, the flipped the photos really upside down. <laughs> yeah, he flips photos upside down. The crops are really weird. Also, if he wanted her to look like she was upside down, then he would have, like, done something to get her hair to stand up. The lighting's bad, but mostly it's more than anything else. Actually, the lighting's fine. More than anything else, the composition on everything is maddening to me. (laughs) Like, I think he has potential. I think he could do things, but someone needs to teach this boy composition because it, like, makes my, like, hair stand on end. I hate it. (laughs) It's, like, way too cropped in, and the angles are weird, and it's just... Just pull back a little, man. Just pull back a little bit and then crop into it later. Like, know what you're doing. Give yourself some space. <laughs> I feel comfortable saying well, that because I had such, like, a tumultuous relationship with good composition that a professor in college made me start shooting only large format because he was like, the film is expensive and it's limiting. So you 
are, you just have to like get what you want in frame the first time and well and I was like fuck <laughs> I learned my lesson though guys I wasted so much money on film <laughs> um but yeah there will be more photos to critique later but I want to critique the ones later way more than I want to critique the ones now but I will say his <laughs> composition sucks <laughs> but first we are with Frankie who finds Jonah at lunch or something and she's like what are you doing tonight I got tickets to anti-flag anti-flag is it anti she, it's, it's, I don't know it's anti-flag I think she says anti-flag anti-flag which is and like an anarchist band yes and She's, like, trying to, like, win him over, trying to, like, do something that he wants to do. And he's like, sorry, I've play practice tonight. But or, but first they're like, I didn't think that you liked, like, anarchist bands. Mayor's daughter, Frankie. And she's like, I like their other songs. And Grace is like, the anti-capitalist one, capitalist ones. And it's just kind of like it's kind of doing the opposite of the, what she wants it to do it's just yeah. kind of making her look more out of the know a little bit more immature yeah um I and mean, he's like sorry i play the thing is like people that that dress and act like frankie can totally be into whatever music they want to be into but also you can't trick First of all, you should do some research on the band that you're <laughs> yeah. buying the tickets for and pretending to enjoy. Pro tip. But also, like, Jonah has known you intimately for a long time, and he's well aware of your taste in music. So you can't just, like, suddenly sneak up on him with, like, anti-flag. Yeah. <laughs> like, you um, had a background a little bit, but it's like you can't go from, like, Taylor Swift to propaganda. Like, it's just... You know, it's, yeah, he's gonna know. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, "Well, like I can't both. go anyway. Bye." <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a person, so it doesn't even work. Yeah. Um, but then we're at the play auditions, and Rasha kind of she as she's there, she like realizes she doesn't want to audition for the girl part, and she wants the audition for here. I think. The main person, the main lead guy is called Hero. She's like, I want to audition for Hero anyway. And Miles is like, what are you doing? What we talked, I thought we talked about this. And she's like, shouldn't someone who deeply understands the material play the part? Like, I relate to Hero more. I feel like it would be better. And that's kind of how we, like, leave the scene. Um. Oh, God. But then we're with Maya and Saad. And we are at the hospital visiting Tristan. And then they start taking photos in the hospital bed next to him. And it's just, like, so inappropriate. And this is when she talks about how she's felt numb since the crash, except his photos make her feel something. Oh, I forgot a different fashion note. Sad scarf is a lot. I wrote that down here as well. He's got a big-ass scarf. Um, but it's just, yeah, then we're at this point where we're taking photos in a hospital bed next to Tristan's comatose person, and it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's, it's honestly, it's pretty grotesque. Um, it bums me out in a big, big way. 
I have several questions. But my first question is, how did no one come in long enough that they could set up an entire thing, including her getting changed into a hospital gown? Yeah. Where did she even get that gown? Follow up question. Where did she get the like oxygen mask? Did she yeah. take it from Tristan? Is it just my like COVID pandemic experiencing brain being like, how disgustingly unsanitary is that? That you're just going to put that back somewhere that someone will use in a hospital? Right. Yeah. And like, I don't, I feel like they don't have those just lying around. No. Did she take it from him? It goes on your face. It goes on your mouth and nose where you breathe. You are out in the world and he is at risk. Okay. Sorry. It's just, I also been catching up on Grey's Anatomy. They started the season. Oh, I've, it's, pff, it's I've not watched it since December. <laughs> it's pandemic-y, y'all. But it's good. It's good. Is Highly it? recommend. Yeah. Interesting. I'll talk about it in my recommends because it's the only new thing in my life. I have not watched it since like the mid-season whatever of last season. <laughs> the same point that I think the last time I talked to you. Um, but maybe that'll be my next thing. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it is a lot. It's upsetting. I don't like it. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I, she walks in and, and she goes, I want to be like this. And I'm like, oh, Maya, Maya, Maya. Yeah. I want, I want to help you. I don't know how. I, I would, know. I wish she would like confide in her mom. Cause I feel like her mom is great. Like her mom would move heaven and earth to make sure she got the help that she needs. Totally. And she's just so afraid to ask for that help. I feel like she made a step going to the guidance counselor. And as like that person who emailed us last week said, like, that guidance counselor was useless in this particular arena. Yeah, I feel like I'm wondering what happened to her, like outside of school therapist, because I'm like, she must not be going to them regularly anymore. Like maybe she stopped when she kind of was like getting into the groove and feeling a little bit better like in the last year but i feel like when her mom would have sent her back during the like once the bus crash happened right i mean you would hope so but yeah. i don't know maybe it was i don't know maybe she didn't want to like push her to do anything or i don't know i don't know i, don't know. I feel like she, she needs to go to back a therapist if she's in therapy that's true but like that, but that doesn't make sense because she went to the guidance counselor and tried to confide in her when she was like, I recognize that I'm in a scary place and I'm telling you that. But I feel like, yeah, that specific guidance counselor like wasn't well equipped to like help her with her specific needs. And I think Maya needs someone who knows the full story, who would presumably be the therapist she went to before. Um, so I don't know. I think she needs to go, she needs to go back <laughs> to that person. Um, I, I fully agree. I feel like Miss Sobey would have been able to handle this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Miles, who I think we're like in class somewhere. I don't know. Miles, like, walks in to talk to Rasha, and he's like, so I was thinking about what you said, and I think that someone who, 
I think you're right that someone who like can relate to the character should play the lead and that's why I'm gonna play the lead and at first I was like oh god fucking Miles just like taking this part from someone um but then he's like but I still want you to be in the play so I want you to be coma boy uh play practice starts whenever oh sorry Sorry, no, go for it. I, don't know, I was just going to say he does clarify that Coma Boy has lines because that was my fear that she was going to be like the equivalent of a tree in the background. Right. <laughs> um, And he's like, all right, play practice starts whenever, bye. And then he like zips out again. And then Rush is very, she's like, yay, I have a part in the play. And she and Zoe like hug and celebrate and it's very cute. And then Zoe's like, do you want to get coffee? And then they are going to go get coffee. And I'm shipping this already. Oh, my God. Me, too. I'm so ready. This is all I (laughs) want. This is all I want in the world. Oh, also, I don't know if we talked about how. um, So when um, Rasha was saying that she wanted to play hero because she didn't identify with hope and she thought that hero should be played by someone who understood how he felt. She's talking about how she hadn't seen her like her friend in Syria since she left and she has no way of right. contacting her and she doesn't know where she is it may just be because I'm shipping her so hard with Zoe <laughs> but do you think, <laughs> you that think it's a girlfriend a girlfriend maybe maybe or is Degrassi tricking us again with Ugh. a straight girl don't do this again don't do it, this to us again Degrassi to us again what if it's just another straight girl that we have been baited into thinking is gay because of writing and music? That would be cruel. <laughs> that I would, would be so cruel. It would be so sad. Zoe doesn't deserve that at this point. Like, come on. She has been through enough. Um, But then we're with Jonah and Frankie. And he, like, comes up to her in the hallway and is like, Frankie... Lately, I've been really worried about my future and what I'm going to do for college. And that's why I've been, like, putting so much of myself into this play. And at first, it kind of seems like he, like, might break up with her. Like, it's kind of like a weird, ominous, like, lead-up vibe. But then it kind of pivots to, like, but I'm really glad that you're here. You are my rock. And, like, I've... Like, you've been, like, making this easier for me or whatever. And she's like, even if I'm sometimes immature. And she, he's like, I like you just the way you are. And it's like, okay. Also, can I, Lola in the background looks pissed. I know. I'm like, Lola, why are you so pissed off about this? I, I don't, I want, I want to believe, because I do love Lola, despite all of her many flaws. I want to believe that it's just because she is doing the thing that me and my friends have always done with each other through the years, which is like, fuck that dude. He's just manipulating you into like making you stick around. Holland, I'm sure you can relate to that feeling <laughs> of like being like, what are you doing with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> but I think because it's Lola that she thought that she was gonna not be the only single one out of her friend group again that's what I was thinking too yeah I feel like it's more that than the former um 
And then Frankie, like, like, and then, like, Jonah's like, let's go get ice cream. And Frankie's like, I'll meet you outside. And then she goes up to Lola and is like, do you still have that condom? I'm like, what? This is, wait, what? Now, wait, that's the logic leap now? We're going to do this now? Okay, whatever. And Lola's still like, um, I guess so. Ugh, she's, like, still very upset about everything. Well, I'm pretty upset about this, too, because I'm like, what a jump. What a jump yeah. to make from you're my rock to let's have let's sex have in your sex. car on the way to get ice cream. Yeah. And then especially because earlier, like in the bathroom when Lola and Frankie were talking about like the immaturity question and Lola's like, that's it means you haven't had sex with them yet. And then and they were talking and. Lola's like, well, do you want, or Frankie, I think they were talking about, like, whether she wanted to or not, and Frankie was like, I don't know, I haven't really thought about it, like, I have no idea, and then Lola's like, well, if you don't know, that probably means no, so, like, they already kind of talked about how, like, Frankie might not actually be ready, because she can't really verbalize whether she is ready or not, and now it's like, all right, all of a sudden, I'm ready. ready, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird leap. So yeah, that'll be I interesting. Am, I'm not crazy about that. Also, I just no. My brain's also. Right I'm still just not super jazzed on Jonah. Like me neither. He kind of sucks. Yeah, which is weird because he took like a weird point in the middle where he like when they first started seeing each other where he didn't suck and then they just like deteriorated his character. Not like he had a much character to begin with, but just because he was so not as terrible as he is now. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've never really been fully on board for Jonah. Like, his introduction was ridiculous. His introduction sucked. He was a straight-edge kid with a former drug problem that led to him stealing money from Becky. Also, he still does straight-edge hands. I know. Like, in 2018. (laughs) I think this came out in 2017 and was filmed in 2016, but still. Regardless, Um, if you're doing straight edge hands after 2006, what are you doing? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, And, but yeah, he's never been great. And then there was, I feel like there was just a brief period when he was like, okay. And that was when like they were starting to get together yeah. or, they, or they were doing the dance before they got together. And then as soon as they got together again, his character became extremely inconsistent. And this season, he's just been kind of terrible the whole time. Yeah. I, I truly, I don't understand it. Also, yeah, I don't know. Like, my brain is dumb, but I was also thinking about how Lola is the Samantha and... Shay is the Miranda and Frankie is the Carrie and they just don't have a Charlotte. They just don't have a Charlotte. Yeah. (laughs) Charlotte TBD. Yeah. That totally works because Frankie is extremely selfish like Mm -hmm. Carrie. Mm -hmm. Shay has all the words of wisdom like Miranda, but also her pragmatism can be her like can work against her at times as well i.e like the first go around with tiny Mm -hmm. and then yeah lola is just like id (laughs) like samantha yeah (laughs) um but yeah so then 
we are with Maya and Grace calls her while she's at home and tells her like she tells her like actually by the way we're working on the music with Miles now and not you is that cool and Maya's kind of like zoned out already because she just got an email from Saad with the hospital photos and she's like yeah I found something else to do anyway okay bye and I'm like that was kind of a shitty way to like fire Maya but I guess Maya hasn't really been present anyway so it was just like a weird it's a weird moment yeah a weird way to like kick her off the play but I don't know yeah it's it's weird it's like Maya is losing her friends through this and they just like her and Grace just had this whole thing together where like you know, Grace finally told her about, like, her illness. Yeah. And, like, you know, they dealt with the fact that Grace had feelings for Zig, and then they moved past it, and... And then they were in a bus crash together. But it's, like, they're not grieving in the same way, or they're not no. dealing with the aftermath in the same way. And now that is causing them to drift apart, which I think is very harmful to at least... Maya like I don't know like neither of them are trying to really work on staying friends but I I feel like Grace should be more like should be checking in with her more a little more worried about what's going on especially when Maya's like do you ever think about death it's like and I guess like Grace is really busy with the play so she's not like she maybe doesn't have the time to really focus on the weird stuff with Maya but it's I don't know I it's my it's like a weird set of circumstances that is leaving Maya like by herself to be in all of her feelings about this and it's I don't know I feel bad that I don't know it's weird (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like Grace is so like wrapped up in her own shit that she's just like yeah. not thinking and I think everyone that like goes through like that is going through this trauma like together I think they for the most part are all kind of like doing the thing that feels best to them and not really thinking about the other people that were also affected like with Miles totally. posting things that are upsetting to other people and you know Zoe and Winston like went out and like made it a difference in the world which is amazing but I feel like they're the only ones that like didn't take this and move it into like I'm just protecting myself although I don't know I don't know what else they did in their time but pretty much everyone is like I'm doing the thing that's going to make me feel better and they're not quite being as cautious about their friendships and relationships with everyone else that was in the crash yeah yeah it's like another Maya's like another example of the way that she's coping makes other people uncomfortable. And in her case, it seems like because it's making people uncomfortable, it's just kind of like pushing people away and they don't want to deal with it when, but they don't really realize how serious it is at the same time. Um, yeah. But anyway, she gets the new photos from Saad from the hospital where she's in the hospital bed with the mask on, win the gown, as we discussed before. And it's like, yeah, just even more <laughs> upsetting than the first photos. Yeah. 
significantly worse. These were significantly worse than the other ones, too, by the way. At least in the other ones, like, the lighting was fine. You know? It didn't look realistic, but it, you know, it was, it was fine. This was even worse. Cropping was still bad. <laughs> lighting was terrible. So zoomed in on her face for no reason. Yeah. And her eyes are open, too. Yeah. She's just, like, lying there with her eyes open, the mask on, and it's like... It's creepy. I think the tinkly, weird piano music plays again. Probably. I don't know. And But yeah, that's the end of the episode. So, great note to end on. <laughs> Maya's struggling. But yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Spirit Squad Captain, I guess. Rasha? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll go with Rasha. That seems fine. Um, I'll 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 throw in a a little bit of Yale there for being the voice of reason for Frankie, even though Frankie didn't listen. Yeah. Um, ship. I guess Rasha and Zoe, because things are kind of starting to start there. Maybe hopefully. hopefully, unless Degrassi is here to hurt our fucking feelings again. I. They can't do that to us again. They can't do that to us again. I have experienced a hardship because of this. It makes me too <laughs> sad to think about what could have been. Oh, I will never God. trust them again. Yeah, that's fair. We should be cautious. <laughs> we should be very cautiously optimistic, just like the election this year. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we can't get burned again. Oh. Um <laughs> Um, all right, grapevine. Okay, so we have an email from Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Um, she says, hello, angelfish, which made me happy. Thank you. <laughs> the pandemic has me thinking some thoughts. Also, I didn't realize you'd start recording again. My bad. I'm so fucking happy you <laughs> in the Rasha episodes. She is lit. I love her. My story gets weirder and sadder. Yell forever. This season does a lot very quickly. I was so heartbroken about Tristan being hurt. The shiny ship makes, like, 100% sense in comparison to with, like, 90% of Degrassi couples. Parentheses, fuck Eclair. Cosign. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Pandemic. How do you think Degrassi would have handled it? Like, anti-masking aside, how do you think this would change the show format, do you think? Like, iPhone footage? Weird Zoom faux pas? I don't know. Thoughts I've had since now. Have had since now when I watch that I'm weirded out when people hug. That's all. Um, oh, also she wanted to recommend a quick and easy guide to they, them pronouns, which is apparently a great graphic novel, and I will look into it. Ooh, cool. Um, yeah. Love I love mean, a graphic novel. I, what do you think the Degrassi writers would have done? I feel like it would have been, like, I think they would have tried to be, like, pretty true to life and had, like, I think they would have done like Zoom like classrooms, but also the way that like most places do it, where it's like you have a choice if you want to be a part of the in class bubble or if you want to do just Zoom stuff so that they could have kind of a mix of the two. And I feel yeah, like, and yeah, I think yeah. that, like, they like would the be, pod or whatever. Yeah. And I think that there would be like certain like students that would like be suddenly staying at each other's houses so that they could do school together or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And then it'd be like 
if something dramatic happens, you like leave the house and then it's like, oh no, is this safe or not? Blah. Yeah. No, I and think would, I think they would totally do like a whole bunch of Zoom shit and like. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be it could be a cool opportunity to play with the format. It could be like, it could be cool to have like Zoom conversations forward the plot. Social media play a bigger part, like people posting on whatever on like, what do we say? Quick talk on posting on like the Degrassi yeah. version of TikTok, and like what what does your social life look like in high school when you go to school during a pandemic like it must be just be all online and through zoom and like maybe like people getting into weird dramatic situations while you're in the middle of a zoom class where it's like you're in class and someone like bursts into your room and it's like what's going on and like I feel like it could it could be a cool opportunity to like play with the way that like the show is presented but whether they would actually do that I don't know (laughs) whether they're capable of doing that who knows unclear yeah yeah um but we also have an email from Dee Dee and they say hi guys hope you're doing well during this time thanks for continuing the podcast it's helping us Panthers get through COVID-19 I have a game if you guys want to play called best slash most. There's 10 questions below with questions or awards starting with the word best or most and the options below for who you think would win the award. So, all right, let's get started. Best glow up and they, and she has Emma or Connor. Yeah, I think those are, those are it for sure. No, we have to pick, we have to pick who. Oh, no, I think she was just giving her opinion. Or is she giving? She says, "Start. you have to pick who, who you think would win the award. Oh, okay. Um, it's. I feel like it's hard because it's, like, within the show. Actually, hmm. I'm saying Emma. I think Connor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Already different opinions. Um, most lamest character the lamest character the options are eric the guy who dated marco and asked so do you like jazz (laughs) damien the guy who dated emma and manny and hooked up with liberty aka the guy emma named her dog eggers for or kelly emma's boyfriend in college so who is the lamest character eric the jazz guy damien or kelly i guess eric I think if I got to pick my own, I would say Wesley. Hmm. Out of these, I think Kelly is the lamest. And I feel like yeah. he has the least to offer. I mean, you know? he, he does suck. You're not wrong. Like, I feel like even, it's like, Eric is kind of, is definitely lame, but at least he has, like, interests. Damien was at least, like, honor society smart guy. Like, he's probably going places. Kelly was just, like, some stoner guy who Emma got kicked out of college. Like, what is he doing? No. I mean, Bye. but have you met me? Which of those three <laughs> sounds like my type? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, moving on. <laughs> Great call. Be- <laughs> Best character growth, Holly J or Bianca? I think Holly J. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. 
I'm like, Bianca definitely grew, but I feel like it was also kind of like, it was more like she was probably, she was, this was there the whole time, us, like the audience and Degrassi just had to like realize that she was badass the whole time and yeah. not like slut shame her. Yeah. Whereas Holly of- J was at like objectively horrible and then like became less horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of um, Bianca's stuff was just like perception from other people and rumor. Right. Yeah. All right. Best couple. Jenna and Connor, Allie and Dallas, Manny and Jay, Sean and Emma. Manny and Jay. Yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I know, surprising. <laughs> I, I'm I am mildly surprised, but I feel like you've like 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 Sema has like lost their shine on you a little bit over time. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's better than Spinner and Emma. Well, what is it really? <laughs> Um, but they, like, but I don't know. They're also just very different people who I think maybe long-term probably wouldn't actually work. Whereas Manny and Jay, I think, seemed more suited to each other. Also, and, like, Jenna and Connor and Allie and Dallas, I'm like, eh, I don't care that much anymore. Um, most hated character. Esme, Derek, Baz, or Ashley. <laughs> Ashley I think Ashley gets like hate almost the way that Tristan gets hate or at least that's what I've seen on the internet oh a hundred percent I don't know that it's warranted but I think that she out of that group is the most hated well is she your most hated do you hate her the most oh no I hate Derek the most yeah I hate Derek the most too yeah no Derek Ashley's a pain in the ass but she's fine Derek, and then I think Baz is the is a close second because I feel like those like Derek we didn't really get to explore much about his character, so all that was presented to us was just like terrible awfulness. Similar with Baz, yeah. And then Ashley and Esme I think have a little bit more nuance to them. They're both still terrible, but the other two are just more hateable. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, Derek, awful. Yes, the worst. The worst character, like the most, the, ha- the character I probably hate the most on Degrassi, not including like the actual monsters. We've just, we've discussed this. Yeah, no, fully cosign. Best justice for blank character. Hazel, Leia, Terry. I mean, I feel like Hazel never even got a shot. They never gave her a personality, but Terry, she had, she was there. She could have, she was on the way to having so much. She had A plots and they just, nothing. Justice yeah, for Terry. I, yeah, I agree. I, for the same exact reasons, I agree. Hazel had one episode that was about her and that was it. And it was problematic looking back, <laughs> especially. <laughs> I mean, like, um, justice for the actress who played Hazel, who should have gotten exactly. a major role. But, like, yes. Hazel, the character. I mean, I still still justice for Hazel because she deserved more, but fully justice for Terry. Agree. All right. Best bromance. Drew and Dallas. Adam and Eli. 
Spinner and Jimmy. I feel like we gotta go Spinner and Jimmy. I mean, you, just you for have to. Nostalgic reasons. But I I I I lean almost more towards um Dallas and Drew. Really? Yeah, because Spinner and Jimmy had all sorts of ups and downs. They don't even They talk really did. Anymore. That's true. That's true. I mean Spinner was like a big part of why Jimmy got shot. So that's true. Their relationship was very fraught. Yeah. I do love Adam and Eli though. Me too. These are all good. They're all good. But I, yeah, I feel like Dallas and Drew had like the closest relationship and like the least tumultuous. They had like one big argument. But for the most part, they were just like bros who love each other. That is very true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess it's like, what does best mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do we mean by best? <laughs> um, all right. Best adult character. Snake, Spike, Joey, Caitlin. Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess Joey. He's, like, the least problematic one out of all of these. Probably. I I mean, I do love Spike. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Don't forget. That's true. Spike is a feminist icon, but I love Joey. We know I love Joey. But she spawned Emma, so that's got to be a knock against her immediately. (laughs) That is accurate. Um, Okay. Best worst teacher. Oh, Oh, God. Mr. O. Mr. Perino, Mr. Radich. I feel like Mr. Mr. O. o has to be the worst. He's an actual pedophile. Like, yeah. The, the one who's a sexual predator. Next yeah. <laughs> yes. Mr. Oleander, the actor who was also in Get Over It. Yes. <laughs> a great movie. A film. Um, we watched it semi-recently because uh, Allegra's boyfriend hadn't seen it before. And it was just like oh, beautiful. Oh, my God beautiful I, watch it. I will watch that anytime any day of the week the next time uh, I come over we'll watch it yes oh my god and thank you for not showering what a super instinct <laughs> Martin Short in that Martin movie. Short they just let him run wild oh in that god. movie He's and it is thing. better for it it is better for it, it oh my gosh it what it was Yes. Between him and Cisco and early Mila Kunis. <laughs> Colin Hanks, Kirsten Dunst. Like, so, like, yeah. It's an excellent yeah. movie. Vitamin C. Yes, I forgot about <laughs> vitamin C. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, we have two more. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Best worst couple. Casey and Jenna. Ashley and Jimmy. Emma and Spinner, Drew and Claire, Esme and Miles. I might hate Drew and Claire more than I hate Emma and Spinner. Maybe because it's fresher in my mind. I think I might hate Casey and Jenna the most. That's fair. Because they were just terrible. They were terrible. I maybe maybe it's just like my hate for Casey is clouding this too because I thought ugh I Casey was never my favorite ever me neither like he was never good so I don't know but like but I also agree I 
like Drew and Claire are close. Like Drew, it's either Drew and Claire or Casey and Jenna. Yeah, it's a toss up for me between those two. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning Drew and Claire just because they seem so mismatched that it's like, how did yeah, they just didn't make any sense. Like no part of it made sense to me. It was just bad television writing. Like at least Jenna and Casey, there was a build up, there was a flirtation. They started off being two terrible people together, being terrible. So, like, it worked. Like, Jenna's entire introduction to the show was, like, I'm known as a boyfriend stealer. So it was, like, we kind of knew it was coming. Also, how are you already known as a boyfriend stealer when you're just a freshman? As a freshman. (laughs) How many boyfriends could there possibly be to steal at that point? I don't know. Middle school relationships are a weird, interesting thing. (laughs) Who knows? Um, All right. The last one. Best overall character. Adam, Alex, JT, Manny, J. I'm going to say Manny. I'm also going to say Manny. Yeah. She's the hero of the show. Cosign. All right. But that's it. So thank you, Dee Dee. That's all we have for Grapevine. Um, if you want to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod or you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate, review, and subscribe. That would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water, or you can follow me on Twitter at Kel Sucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend to the people? I guess I will recommend the new Hulu original movie, Happiest Season, starring Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis and really want to watch that. lots of other people. And I'm mostly recommending it because... There's so much discourse around it that I would love to hear everybody's opinions on what they thought about the characters specifically. I'd love to know what you think about Harper. So that's what I'm going to recommend. And I think that, Kelsey, you should watch it so we can talk about it. I've already been talking to it about it with other people that we know. So I would love to know your opinion. <laughs> I'm going to watch it this week. That is what I'm going to do. I'm very I will say about it. Like truly, like every time say- someone posts something, I'm like, like when? Why am I not watching it? Like that's all I want. Yeah, I will say I found it an enjoyable watch, but I do have some issues with it. But it did not take away from like the viewing experience. So that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. See, the problem with giving me a movie and being like, what is your intellectual opinion on this? Is that most of the time I come away from a movie being like, I had a fun time watching a movie. <laughs> like, I don't. No. But, but maybe there, I'll feel It's not way. anything. It's like, there's just like one specific question. And like, like I, once you watch the movie, you'll know what it is. Okay. You'll know how you feel about a certain situation. Okay. I don't want to give anything away. So Okay. It's not like it's not like a, a super intellectual question about the movie. It's like, what did you think about this? Okay. So. I'll let you know. I'm gonna yeah. watch it this week. It's gonna it's happen. It's a fun time. Because I need I need to make sure that I have the time to sit down and watch the whole thing. Because I don't like yeah. cutting a movie in half. But I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep seeing things. So Although I'm like, this I love is- Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza. 
I want a, a gay Christmas movie. Give me that. Give me Christmas time lesbians. That's all I want. And Dan Levy is great in it. Yes. Uh, Mary Holland is amazing in it. Her character Jane is like unsung hero of the movie. Yeah, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Okay, <laughs> I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it, and then we'll we'll talk about it soon. Yes. Um, I am going to recommend certain TV shows are coming back, like like live time. It's crazy. So <laughs> I've been watching New Bob's Burgers. Oh, which is fabulous and an excellent escape because it's not pandemic-y. And if you want to watch something that is pandemic-y, but I think they're doing a really good job and not freaking me out. And that's coming from like someone who had to stop listening to all of her favorite medical podcasts because it was like too real. Um, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy and it's been great. I feel like they've been doing a really good job in a way that's just been feeling like cathartic to me instead of mm. weird. Because I've also been watching a little bit of Law and Order SVU, and that just feels really forced. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's Law and Order SVU in 2020, so what are we gonna do? But <laughs> but uh, Grey's Anatomy, I feel like, is doing a good job. Plus, you you get some like cool. I don't know. It's a fun time. Just you, you get to I gotta some old characters. Up. You got to catch up because I know why you I know partially like one of the plot lines that you stopped watching because you were like, "Ugh, I don't want to deal with this. And I need you to know that it's not even an issue. Okay, good. It's resolved. Yeah, I know. I just haven't gone back. Yeah, I think it was like that was the original reason. And then it was then like the pandemic happened. And then I was like, I don't want to watch a hospital show right now. And then I just like haven't watched it. But I did just finally finish watching new girl yesterday so now i'm like i need a thing to watch so maybe i'll finally go back and watch gray's although i have heard about how they like how alex leaves and how it's like super weird and bullshit oh that's and i'm like yeah i'm also like upset like i've had that spoiled for me but i'm kind of glad i did because i know like watching it i would have been like are you kidding me this doesn't make any sense so i've now had time to like like take that in as well of like really this is how he leaves are you kidding me yeah, no, it's it's that is extra bullshit but other than yeah that, i don't know i'm i'm actually i thought i was i was really hesitant i've been putting off watching the new season for like almost a month because i watched the first three episodes literally the past two days um <laughs> yeah it's it's good I was nervous, but it's good. Yeah, I got to do it. I think I saw a tweet or something recently that was like, or maybe it was a TikTok that was like, you know what's like unjust? You know what just doesn't make any sense? Like the fact that Lexi Gray only had like three seasons on this show and Mark Sloan only had like four or five or something. But Owen Hunt has been on like eight seasons of the show that and there's no wild. sign of him leaving or something like that. And I was like, that is extremely fair. Yep. 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 Yeah. Oh, there's All some right. Owen Hunt drama. You got to watch it. You there always up. is freaking Owen. Okay. I got I to gotta catch up and I'll, I'll tell you about it. All right. You got to catch um, up on Grey's and I got to watch Happiest Season and then we will meet yes. in the middle and just yell at each <laughs> other about our feelings. Perfect. 
Um, all right. Well, that is all. This is a long up for you guys today. Um, that is all that we have for you guys today. Um, thank you as always to Jay for our wonderful theme song and thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.